0: Ring Fit Adventure, dark, and welcome to New Las Vegas. This is staying in. I did my first dancer size activity last night.
1: Dancer size is that mm. not
0: is that not just dancing? Yeah, it is. I've called it that. I was um. trying to sound hip and down with the kids. <clears> Have <throat> already discovered? I'd- I the don't kids think- have already been turned away from this podcast many a time.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't think kids go around going, "Are you going to the latest dancer size class?" Oh boy, dancer size! I love TikToking that.
0: <laughs> yeah, go on. It's like it's like when your mum would say, "Oh, I remember, I used to go night clubbing," you know. <laughs> 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 Veronica, my partner, had who, been doing this for a number of weeks now. Every so often, she'd get with her friends uh, at uh, like six PM. In the evening, and tune into Instagram Live. And um, a gentleman called Ryan Heffington, who basically owns a dance studio. He's a choreographer who's choreographs many kind of famous kind of music videos, such as he's worked a lot with Sia, uh, the Chandelier music video in particular. He did all the choreography for that. And um, it's basically an hour of fun, like f- <laughs> three to four times a week, where basically it's that nice mix of you have like a proper warm up and warm down. But actually, it, it's you can kind of interpret the kind of moves and dance however you want. So it's really up for like mix abilities and you just lock, you just have fun. So you, you're you kind of, it'll start off with kind of being routines back and forth side to side. And obviously, you have to clear as much space as possible.
1: Especially with you around, Chris. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, I'm just like a windmill of bones, just limbs flailing. <laughs> Twice, I headbutted the light bulb hanging from the <laughs> ceiling. Uh, it's just... He's also quite good fun. He's created his own kind of dance moves. So he's re- there's a list of them here. One of them is like the inflatable car lot, man, which is totally me. Um, yeah, yeah. There was the Pretty Pony, which I quite liked. Uh, the Pizza Zombie. We've not done that one yet. The Pizza Zombie? Uh, the Pizza Zombie. I don't quite know what that would be. Oh, I thought you said
3: Pizza Zombie. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no, hang on. Yeah. Is it a, a piece of a zombie or a pizza, no, pizza zombie? Pizza. Pizza is pizza in yeah that the, the, Slice. the meal, Say, spell pizza. spell it don't do an action
3: <laughs> as in um,
0: <laughs> p-i-double-z-a all right yeah, okay the, so there's the, the, the zombie. stuff
2: turtles eat yeah all
0: right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and my personal favorite is just called bob ross painting
3: <laughs> what does that mean there's That's no cool mistakes one.
0: Yeah, this is no it's, it's got to be perfect. But like you're there and it's it's really quite cool because I've never done the Instagram live thing. And people are commenting below. You've got people all around the world. There was like nearly 5,000 of us last night. Right. From Peru to uh Brazil to kind of a, the whole of Europe basically to um, at any time can someone
1: like yeah. sit down and go I want to watch Chris dance now.
0: No, you you're, oh, you're right, okay. just watching. You're just watching him. So you don't oh, see right, each okay. other before. But what, what Veronica does is she has her friends up on like Zoom or Skype or WhatsApp on her laptop, right, and right. they kind of dance together via Instagram Live, which we, we use the kind of Chromecast and put it on the big screen. But it is a lot of fun, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. And you can, and it is, it's just exhilarating. But one thing I did realize was that you know how everyone has their own default dance style. Oh yeah but, yeah when you when you get to that point where you, you can't really think about it and you literally just pull the cord and whatever happens happens, I realize that all I do as a default dance style is basically i just it's just all in the shoulders and the neck for me yeah and <clears throat> it's, and when you're in like a, when you're in a group full of people you don't really notice you dance, but when it's just two of you in your living room, it becomes very clear that actually as somebody who's very self conscious I definitely have noticed every
2: yeah. single thing like i i, I obviously you're the, you're the head and the shoulders guy. Uh, the um, Sam is the laughs at everything guy. Like 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 points to points to people and encourages people in. Sort of that's a big part of the move set for Sam. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I well I spent I spent most of my wedding dance section like yeah. just encouraging you, Pete, to like yeah. do the um oh what's that song, um Macarena, no not the Macarena, ah <laughs> oh. uh, it was that R Kelly song. Uh, remix ignition, like teaching Pete that on yeah. my wedding day was one well, of the highlights. You will
3: notice that he did slowly uh, dance more and more the more he had to drink.
1: What me? Yeah, he, he Pete loves dancing. He loves I... the expression no, he of hates the body. Oh, he hates that, it that's... so much. Yeah. He has to be incredibly
3: uh... drunk.
2: <laughs> Would you say? <laughs> Would you say that, obviously, like it's kind of like darts, right? There's a... There's a Is it? With darts, once, once you've had, like... <laughs> I'm not very good at darts until I've had approximately one and a half pints. And then I'm, like, really, like, I feel like I'm quite good. And then there's a sweet spot for about 10-15 minutes while you continue going. This is great. If I continue putting this into my body, surely I'll keep getting better. And then it goes beyond and you obviously get much much worse. I assume Alex that my drink that my drinking and dancing essentially just you just keep getting better with dancing. Yeah, it's no, not you, like you need you, like aim You I
3: genuinely think. did. It's not well, no, you you got better because basically dancing is all about confidence. So, if you feel like you're unbeatable, then you're going to Dance better, And you did, you definitely danced better and better the drunk you got.
0: Yeah. I, I would love to see Pete in a pub with a time-lapse of him playing darts. With each sip, the darts get closer and closer to the balls oh. out, and then they go <laughs> past it. And... yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he's, the dan- and he's and then he starts dancing at the same time.
1: It's just this like <laughs> yeah. Venn
0: diagram of yeah, Pete playing he- darts into dancing. Like, <laughs> he, starts on the, he starts on the edge of the dance floor and works his way to the centre, to the to the podium. And then
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> and 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 he's on and- the Yocke.
0: He's just like, yeah. I don't
1: know how I've got here. 180
2: and here he goes, line dancing up to the
3: LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: very kindly for christmas was uh, was bought at uh, something called Ring Fit Adventure. Oh my mm. gosh. You've got a new friend, haven't you? I've uh, I've got a new I've got a new friend. Their name is Tip and I do not like Wait, which one's Tip? There's two tip. or three characters in it. Tip
1: that, is oh. the androgynous person who guides you through the exercises.
2: Oh, okay. No. I like Tip. Tip, tip I tip tip like. Tip is loving. Tip top. top. Love them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tip top Tip. Who I hate is, oh, do you remember his name, Alex? Because obviously you've watched me watch me do all this. It's the Ring character.
3: Isn't that tip? It's tip the Nintendo person, and then the Ring is something else.
2: Yeah, there's the Ring, Ringy, or the or, Ring. Or, I wish they just
3: recorded more dialogue because they say the same thing over and over
2: again. Well, that that and also also the the character who is the Ring says some very odd things to you every now and again. Like, like it's all about motivating So, so I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've seen this at all, Chris.
0: But basically, oh, it's, it's the girl in the well, isn't it? If you see the videotape, you, you've got about <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. twenty-four uh, hours to live.
2: So, so Ring Fit is, um,
0: it's basically uh, this,
2: this large, I guess, plastic and metal, like physical ring that you get. It's a switch game, and it's a resistance. It's a piece of equipment that gives you resistance, and you plug a controller into the actual metal and plastic circular thing and then you also have a you plug your other part of the joy-con into this little leg strap and basically the leg strap will see if you're actually you know move it's all very good well well tracked sort of Mm. uh, hardware that will see whether or not you're actually moving and doing stuff and and where the position of certain parts of your body are meant to be and then the actual ring is is marking um, the position of the ring in the space in the room like what angle that kind of thing and also if you're actually pushing in on the ring or if you're pulling out on the ring and my understanding and Alex is the, is the fancy gym person. So she'll know this, but this is, this is, is this hit training? Is that what it's called? Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well what's done. Hit tra- what's hit in. training?
0: <laughs> is it Pavlovian conditioning? Do you just hit P every time he does something wrong? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get better. Yeah. It's high impact.
0: So what is hit training? I'm really interested. Cause I know interval training. I don't, I'm not familiar with hit training.
3: It's, it's kind of interval stuff, but it's high high impact as well. So it's kind of like, you know, when you if you're running, if you run really full pelt for 30 seconds and then walk for 30 seconds and then back on, back off, that's far better than just running yeah. for the entire time or just walking. The idea is that your body cannot get used to the exercise and therefore plateau because you keep yeah. doing, I don't know, really high. So I've seen in, in ring fit quite often, It's you have to run quite a lot jump then mm-hmm. it stops you for a bit and you do some like upper arm stuff then you're running again from point a to point b uh quite often actually but then it does stop you in between that's the important part it's that rest part and yeah just really high intensity stuff for a short amount of period of time and then back to resting and then do it round around again
2: and so it does all of that with this ring right and the the framing of it and this is i, I had to look this up because i was like this feels a lot like a first-party Nintendo title, but surely not, and it is, which I find fascinating. So this is a first-party developed Nintendo title, so you know it's going to be well put together because they don't—they rarely miss. And the—the the framing of it is kind of a JRPG, so, Really? Yeah, it's really weird. In so I,
1: I think of it as because I own a Ring Fit Adventure as well. Okay, and I like to think of it as Pokemon. Basically, it's essentially <laughs> what you're doing is running, having a Pokemon battle, and then running and then having another. Right.
2: Right, and and you're and that's the thing. You're the Snorlax, and hopefully yeah, by yeah. the end of it, you're the Mew too, right? But like, um, <laughs> for, for the fans, but, for, <laughs> yeah. Some Pokemon fans just went, oh. So um yeah, I mean, like, but so essentially, you you do some exercise, then you have a battle, then you do some exercise, and you do a battle, and there is some tactical stuff to it in so much as the monsters have like different colors, and therefore you'll need to use mm-hmm. certain attacks against them to be more effective. And there are like power ups and stuff that you can use. I must admit, I don't really care for any of the strategic stuff. I'm just kind of like, I'm knackered, mate. I don't, I don't know, I don't <laughs> care. Um, but it's cool, and you, ha- it, it's also more than the JRPG. It's also a, it's an obstacle course so for example you can point the ring at the floor and squeeze in and that will push you that will actually like push you up into the air and that'll help you get over some obstacles in the space um so it's kind of like a, a, a puzzle. It's kind of like a platformer I guess as well, but a very very loose mm-hmm. platformer. And then there's also some mini games that they added recently some like rhythm action stuff that kind of feels a bit like Guitar Hero or 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 something Yeah, they're or really, really good. It. And they they they're pretty fun. But I I but to come back to the character I hate. There's one character called like he's called like Ringy or like it's just called, the name of the ring is just Ring. Is it Ring? Yeah, I've just oh, checked. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> And, like, the other, the other part of this game is it's all about, like, encouragement mm-hmm. and yeah. um, being positive and being, like, if you're tired, you should take a break. Don't forget, you should drink water. And, like, it's also, like, remember, make sure you eat five fruit and vegetables every day. It's, like, very positive and nice and yeah. all that sort of thing. And then this ring character is very interested in making sure that you feel really positive all of the time. And some of the lines of dialogue border into the, I don't really like this so like so like um whenever I've gone down the gym and I've seen like personal trainers and stuff now admittedly that was a few years ago now but I would see trainers be like okay give me five okay yeah nearly there okay give me another five and I would be just like ah oh, don't don't do that to people that just that stuff sucks and like yeah bro yeah 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 like I hate that stuff and ring is the other other side of that which I also hate which is there'll be sentences where he'll say things like your muscles look so shiny Ugh. And I, and I, I was have like, never heard, he's never said that to me. He's like, your muscles look so shiny. And I was like, okay. Like. What version
0: have you bought? Because
2: I've never, I've That's, not
1: encountered I'm, that. that. I'm
0: trying to work out if Pete's more advanced than you, Sam, or you're more advanced than him. Yeah. <laughs> based on, like, it's, 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 um, it's impossible to determine with that. On, is it a backhanded compliment? I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's know. very is, odd. That's very shiny, odd. Is shiny good?
3: The female one doesn't say it, though, does she?
2: No, but she doesn't. The no, so there's two one, voices you can have now. Yeah, the the male one is like, "Your vo, your muscles look so shiny," and I'm like, "All right." And then the lady one's like, "Good job." And I'm like, "Thanks." That's <laughs> like, all I get is good jobs and you're right. doing great. And like, and
1: like, I find I do find it annoying, but I think that with this kind of the exercise that Ring Fit does, I don't find it as annoying because sometimes i just need that little like you're halfway there right come on just like just just get through this and then you can have a rest it was when i was using when i was training for the half marathon and using the nike plus app you'd be going on long runs and then halfway through a run you'd be like you're halfway up a mountain you can see the goal i'm just like please i'm just in the i'm (laughs) on a run just let me just focus on the run i'd be like
2: halfway (laughs)
1: <laughs> and uh the i think the only time that ring really annoys me and i think this is the only the only misstep of ring for adventure because i absolutely love it and it was worth yeah, it's good yeah. and it was worth the stressful three weeks that i had to put in to actually find a copy and buy it like right. i have not put so much effort into buying a product since I originally bought the Nintendo Wii, like in 2007 or whatever right, it was. Right, right. I've, I've signed up to so many stock alert lists.
3: <laughs> it's
1: unbelievable. I'm still getting them now. Like, when I actually finally got found a copy to buy, I was, like, sweating and shaking. You know when you got to buy concert tickets and it's, like, counting down in your basket and, and you're just, like, right, you're trying to put, you know, you've ever had those uh, dreams where, like, you got to ring 999. And you're just like, 991. No, 998. No, I was just like trying to fill in my information. Like, come on, come on before it goes. Like, And I didn't believe I was getting one until it was right at my door. And I, and I, and I love it. I think it, it's the best home fitness thing I've ever owned. And oh, I've yeah. got like, and i've got Brilliant. like weights and yoga mats upstairs yeah. i've i've and i had like the wii fit board and the playstation move controllers the the range of exercises you do and how and how it tracks you in the space is mind-blowing like the,
2: it's i was super super going into it like thinking this is just going to be another like fatty yeah. like thing and like and I was sort of thinking, you know, because I really wanted to try it. And and as I say, like Alex, Alex got me got it for me for Christmas. And I was like, okay, well, I'm really looking forward to this. And Alex, you you thought the same, right?
3: No, well, I no, I the reason I wasn't going to buy it for you <laughs> until my friend who uh, works out quite hard said that he was sweating by the time he finished one of mm-hmm. the right. exercises. And I was like, well, if he was that... sweating, then it'll kill you.
1: Ex- yeah, uh, exactly. So- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And finally. <laughs> so so yeah so the so in all of this the one misstep that it does and it's, it involves ring is that it actually has like yoga exercises you can do and there's not like i've not yet unlocked like a specific yoga set you can do like flexibility exercises but there is like specific yoga exercises that you can do and you can create your own sets so you can create your own sort of like personal exercise plan but the thing is how Ring talks to you doesn't change depending on the exercise that you're doing. So I'm there in my living room <laughs> doing like tree poses and chair poses, and
2: it's like going, <laughs> Woohoo, <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. And it's just like you're four, I'm to relax. <laughs> you just you just centered the hell out of your chakra.
1: <laughs> it's really con- I think it is really conscious of like the part it plays in your life as a as a device. Mm. So you can have it set an alarm that even works in the sleep mode, so it will just like boot up and remind you and also you can use it whilst the console's not on so while you're watching TV you can just like sit it on your shoulder and do like presses and it tracks it all or just do like as you're sitting watching TV or watching a film you can just do crunches with the with the ring
2: and just like do like gentle oh,
0: workout That's not off-putting at all is it? it. <laughs> watching a film
2: with you It's not the optimum way to watch The Godfather but you know, <laughs>
1: I I got like I started a beer subscription service and oh, it's yeah? been a weird moment in my life that I never thought I would I would do but <laughs> that's the kind of well it's just kind of like my my shopping style for beer is like if ever Chris is coming around and he's nice enough to go oh can I get you something from the supermarket I'll always go get me the douchiest thing that's on the shelf and I and I will drink it and I will try it that's my <laughs> that's my shopping style for beer just bring me the thing that you think just like looks the most pretentious or weird yeah. or strange yep. um, and, the, and the cashier at Carp is
0: always surprised
1: <laughs> and uh, so like when like going out was not was like not really an option and especially like shopping yeah. like for essentials I can't spend ages like in the beer aisle looking at the all my nice pretentious, yeah the douchey section <laughs> so I thought I'd try out one of these beer subscription services and right. it's actually been pretty good I got like a selection of beers stuff that I would have never tried like sour beers and porters, I've got I've got one, I've got one yeah. that Pete is either gonna you're gonna love or hate it's my, uh, it's the la- I've been saving it for last, hang on
2: okay, okay, it's super niche go on, it's super niche yeah, probably won't like it now, here we go.
1: Now, hang on. Here he is. I will say that this beer has the words "stay puffed" written on it. it? <gasps> I've had one of these. Have you? Yeah. Oh my! I've, I've been saving. I've been saving it for last, and I and even I would never have picked this up on the shelf. So it's been worth the subscription alone for Sweet. this. Sweet. It's called. It's it's basically called. Um, a coconut cream marshmallow porter yeah <laughs> wow and um you would not want to get drunk on that so it's dark <laughs> the eye is dark the nose is coconut slash marshmallow and the taste is is it coconut cream
2: oh beautiful it's interesting that you say that because i also would not have um done, done something beer related if it hadn't been for the fact that i couldn't go outside and that is play uh the board game uh, Brewcraft <laughs> which we were very we got sent this by uh, greater than games and it's also from dice hate me games which I think is the developer of it or the designer or whoever it is yes, yes. and um, the reason that I say that is um so I actually did like ask to be sent it uh, because i I do find beer super interesting and then when I got the box, It was, like, with over a billion components in it or something like that. And I was like, oh, no, I've got one of these games. And these kind of games are very, very big board games. And although I'm, you know, quite a fan of very complex miniatures games and, uh, like, complex games in general. I do like those kind of things. I find, like, really big board games quite off-putting because I always find that there's, like, a load of setup and a load of hassle and then, like, you're reading through the rules and it doesn't all make sense and all that kind of thing. So I like the theme and then I got the box and I was like, oh, no. And I kind of sat on it for a while. And, um, again, the infinite wisdom of uh, of Alex Briscom was um, I said... Alex said, oh, do you, do you fancy playing that beer, beer crafters game? And uh, I was like, oh, well, yeah, maybe, but maybe, maybe we'll do it another day. And she said, if you don't play it during lockdown, you will never play it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was like, very true. So we decided to get it out. And um, how much punch board was there? Oh, dude. So, okay, let's start off with the, 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 the agony on this, but, uh, which is basically the setup is huge to begin with. Like the punch board, so there were like six boards, was that something like that? Ooh. Um, you get like a dozen baggies in this box, and I'm really glad that oh, they, well, good. they that yeah, they yeah, did yeah, that. That's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Beautiful, because honestly, <laughs> if 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 it, if they didn't, it would be even worse to like like put together. Um, so it took me about an hour to punch everything out. Um, oh, what an hour! What, but what an, an hour. hour! But what Jeez. an hour! And the thing is, Saved. The, the components <laughs> the components are really pretty good um like the, the very high quality like stock and stuff like that and um and then the actual so then then i went to bed and then the next day he woke up and and, and started putting together. carried on and started <laughs> starting doing this the first time setup for it and it was really really quite challenging i actually watched um like his name's rodney something yeah he does watch it. it played watch it played he's very very good he's, he's fantastic he's, is that rodney and um he was uh, i watched him and i also watched rado talking about these things and Rado's one um, was really good gave some really good tips about setup time and and how to speed that up and stuff like that and that was really really useful so the initial setup was like punching the stuff out and then like I would say a good what would you say Alex like maybe an hour of setup, half an hour maybe
3: yeah it was a long long setup but we did it before we played it that was the thing we set it up well before we wanted to actually play it didn't we do it the Mm -hmm. night before Something yeah. Like I, think, at least I think we, we can
1: just s- get straight yeah. into it. <laughs> like Chris, like Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Under the tree.
3: <laughs> <Essentially>. <laughs> but then you, but it means that you can just get straight into it. It's the same as uh, like Arkham Horror. Yeah. Really, it's it's quite a big setup. Yeah. Setup, and I found that with that as well, if it's going to get us to play it, then best to best to set life. it up and <laughs> do it. Yeah. Be like, right, we're going to do that do
2: tomorrow. It. Yeah.
1: That's that's the one thing that really annoys lisa a lot is especially if i'm like oh i really want to play this game and she might not be that into it if it, if there's a long setup time and i'm just like well let me just move that and she's just like i'm ready to play and she's like but i just need to move and pick one of, pick one of these cards and do like because like uh, we've been playing great western trail quite a bit and um that setup does take a long time so yeah i do find myself like starting to set it up
2: and then like do you want to play this yeah so i mean yeah. i mean the set the setup time is is definitely off-putting and then and then like there seems like there's a ton of rules there so i've i've heard it be um uh sort of equated with a game called agricola which i've not played yes that's it. i've played agricola yeah. so um the game is uh about it's about building um an engine essentially right it's about like um it's about you have you put workers in certain places those those workers will then give you a certain set of actions you can then use those results to build out the way in which you Uh, essentially run a craft brewery and that's 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 what this this one's all about so it's all about the theme is very much about um uh, developing different kinds of beers uh participating in like the local community to like you know buying in spices and coffee and lots of different cool things like that going through the 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 process of actually creating the beers themselves running a little brew pub there's a lot of detail in here and uh, like the core like the basic game gets rid of a bunch of the different optional stuff that you can add on and does add even more complexity, and that's I can good. totally see where there's a like an, a load of complexity, additional complexity here if you if you wanted it. But it's really funny for so much setup, the game licked along and we were done in like an hour and a half, an hour maybe. Okay, that's quite like, cool. Yeah, and I mean I I, I enjoy playing it. What about you, Alex? Because you're not you're not the biggest beer fan in the world, are you? <laughs>
3: No, well, to go back to the um, the beer thing that I... No, you bought one, I bought you one before, and then you bought one, which had a load of different things in That one is really weird, because beer, I'm like, oh, I've not really been interested, just like sport. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I kind of liked the ones that we didn't think I was going to like. So right, I was like... And it was a bit the same with this board game. I was like, I don't really know if... Am I going to enjoy it if I really don't have any interest in... beer and actually what i do like about it Mm -hmm. is it's kind of it's all the little unfortunately yeah it's a long setup because there's a lot of little bits but i quite like lots of little bits and yeah the art's very cute and there's lots of little tokens that are representative of coffee and spice and basically i was just there like well i really want to make the pumpkin spice one you know even i don't care (laughs) what the the you're like oh well that point isn't as much as say the russian Smoky and I'm like, yeah, but I like the cover of this one, so I'm gonna get all the bits for, for that. And um, it's got like a little kitchen and tiny little upgrades for your. uh You can put like a little pub on the side and different brewing things. And... You had
2: like a little farm.
1: So, so it's the idea that like you're creating sort of like the best recipe, like the most efficient way to like brew beer and produce it's, it. It's,
3: it's more like this oh. kind of set of turns, if I can remember. It's basically a board where. Every turn, the board will replenish with, say, hops and and, uh, different, like, malt, and as if a farm is producing all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. then you can get experts who get you coffee or cinnamon, whatever. And every turn, there's four stages in each season, and obviously there's four seasons. And so you place your people to get those things. And if you stay on one bit of the board, say, Pete can't get the malt that I just got, so you you do it like that, you keep going around. And you put that in literally a little storage container in your pub, which means that you cannot go over 12 cubes because it literally won't fit on your little board. So you can visually see thematically how much you've got as well, which I really like. There's Mm. also a storage upgrade, so you get more space and that kind of thing. And these little blocks you literally trade in, and the whole point is kind of gathering resources to then um, spit out these things which are worth more points, basically. And you you can get more complex beers that are worth more. Um, But I quite like that little, like, process.
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the things I really liked about it was that you never feel like like there's lots to do, and you're never going to do all of it. Like you always feel like you're the scrappy underdog. Like, like oh, well, okay, uh, I need to put my money into like I've got a big amount of money that's going to go out at the end of this at uh, the end of this season because um, I have to pay my staff, right? And so i I need to make some quick money, so I'm just going to make some quick cheap beers. Like you're always making choices. So for example, um you might you just might not bother investing in a brew pub. You might just go down the research route instead. You might you might start getting specialists in. Um the the choices that you're making are really, really good. And it's a Euro game, so you are directly competing with one another and you are the only real thing you're doing to like mess somebody up is as Alex said, like placing your meeple in a in a location so that somebody else can't.
3: It definitely felt like we were working um as like two little indie brew brewers. Yeah. yeah. And that's I good. didn't ever feel like there was only one time I think where you sat on the thing that I needed. Um, but I didn't feel too bad about it. I think there's a little fundraiser bit as well, isn't there? That you can do like little fundraising yeah, you do things that, like and Kickstars and stuff to get money, which is cute Yeah, and, <laughs> that's cool. Um so it does feel like you're a small little pub trying well, to make it. It sounds a lot
0: like viticulture.
2: <laughs> it, right. I mean it's so it's 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 very I would say it's like super thematic like like very um the fact that they made a euro from a craft beer game it makes sense because the craft beer community doesn't really like the most of the craft brewers are kind of like they're not competing with each other they're just like well they tend to share recipes or share ideas or share the same spaces or do that kind of thing rather than like very big beer companies like ab and bev for example like 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 who are like super super going after you know the the, the profit margin like craft beer tends to be a, a lot more like well if I win we all win like um and there is definitely competition which is why but it is very it's never quite trying to mess somebody up which is perfect for a euro uh, yeah as Alex said like there's tons of components the art is really really good for the most part like there's uh like some of the beers just look really appetizing, which I think is really cool
3: yeah the the labels are really cute I do yeah really like the labels um, and everything's kind of like this top down map view of your uh, pub as well is really sweet
1: that's cool I, I I think I think for me like i I've not played that very many euro games like it's it's a part of my collection where like the role and rights have just kind of consumed <laughs> all space yes and so there's no room for like big box euro games like Great Western Trail is probably the one. And I guess when we when we say uh, Euro game, we're kind of talking about like, how do we describe it? Kind of like a very sort of almost like a solo experience shared with others. Yeah, where you're trying to create essentially like an engine around like yeah. what's happening in the in the game.
2: Very
0: close scoring.
2: Yeah, they. they I like to think of them as passive aggressive competition like you're you're never quite okay. you're never like so for example i think to, i think of ticket to ride as a euro right because I, th- I think it is and like you're never directly trying to mess someone up but if you happen to place your line over somebody else's mm-hmm. then like oh mm-hmm. whoops it looks like you i messed you up sorry it's kind of that level of competition rather, yeah. rather than that monopoly thing of i'm actively trying to take you out definitely and and i think like for me, when I know that Eurogame is a success,
1: is mm. after I finished it, mm. I then can't help but think about right, what am I going to do next time? Yeah, like what will be, what is a strategy I can experiment with next time, or what uh, what should I have done to to change the, to, to to alter things al- to, to, to alter things? So, do do you get that after playing Brewcraft? There's like this feeling of like right, that was fun, but I'm going to try this next time, or I'm going to experiment in this part of the game or
3: yeah i mean we our scores were fairly close uh you won because you had because you went for the ones that had the most points and i of course went for the ones that looked the prettiest yeah so (laughs) uh, i definitely read but i think for me your game is also literally while i'm playing it i'm like am i actually having fun and not feeling that somebody just you know i don't know was on the wrong square and i couldn't get that thing because some Mm. games you literally do sit there like well great i can't win now Mm-hmm. and that's not fun at all i enjoyed it all the way through even though i knew that it was, actually it was quite it was closer than i thought it was going to be
1: yeah I, um, i've had that with quite a few we played lisa and i played targi which is an, an excellent two-player worker placement game and throughout it all i was convinced <laughs> that she was just running away with it i mean she did beat me but but only by four points in the end right. but like but that's just the encouragement i need to get it out again because mm-hmm. if it was like if she'd beaten me by 20 points i had been like well you know What's the point? But because she only beat me by four points, yeah. it means I can immediately look back and go, Well if I'd only just done this bit differently, if I'd only mm. just changed this little bit about like how I'm approaching the game and my tactics, and that would have been the difference. I think
2: I think I yeah, so I agree. And like I think the only thing that puts me off want like wanting to do that next game because I do think, oh man yeah, well, how am I gonna do this next time like and what are other little expansions and stuff that come with the game? what am I gonna add in next time like mm. you know we 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 t- we barely touched the 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 other mm. uh, stuff on the periphery of it like the only thing that puts me off about it is it just takes a really long time to set up and I think that that would be okay if it was like a big you know of an evening like oh, it's like we're gonna have four or five people in the same room, you know you know hanging out on a standard sort of like board game evening sort of thing yeah like if it was like a big event i'd be like well that's fine the setup time is whatever it's just that it's not there isn't that there is so much setup stuff to do that it just puts you off of that next time so i think i think i'm gonna when we when we run this again we've put them into little baggies in a way that we think will speed things up really really like much much faster and hopefully that'll work and uh yeah I hope I hope it does cuz it, it, I I want to play it again like and I think yeah, that's I want probably Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think well I, and I think that's the best that's the best thing you can say about a board game right you want to play it another time.
1: Chris and I probably had one of the most complicated setups for a game recently when we played Welcome to Virtually. Oh um, that's brilliant. So I so we had this decision of playing Welcome to which Pete, you've played, um, which of yeah. course is a flip and write, it's a roll and write game. Of course. And um, so, and it's really easy to play online because there's an app which replaces the sheets. So you don't have to print out anything. So, Chris and his partner were using the app, and me and my wife were um, using the actual physical sheets. And then we had the setup of the kitchen. There's a picture on our Instagram feed. You can see it now at Staying In Pod of like, We've got this two camera setup, one pointing at me and my wife, and then the other one pointing at the cards as as I was like flipping them over physically so then Chris and Veronica could then fill them in. And it was it was a lovely it was a lovely little afternoon. It was great fun. So much so you, you, you went and then bought the game. Yeah, I'm not is... a
0: massive fan of roll and write, so not like my go to. Uh, that and no, party games. But like there is something nice about Welcome too, and I think it is And they are having a bit of a renaissance at the moment. Obviously, it's a genre that refuses to die, but I think actually the current climate we're in has acted as a catalyst for their popularity. And Veronica's like, I really, really like that game. I'd love to play that again. Mm. And I'm thinking of setting up similar sessions to you, Sam, with my family, because as you say, Mm -hmm. they pride themselves as a company on this being a game that plays one to 100. So they're really supportive with the app. The app does all the scoring as you're going along. And, you know, as opposed to a Roll and Write, which has its own charm, if you make a mistake, you know, it's a bit of a faff of rubbing it out. On the app, you can obviously, with a press of your finger, you know, amend that error that you've made. But I could easily see this being something quite nice to kind of play with my family, really, as, as an alternative to the Derby family quiz night.
1: Well, hopefully, the Welcome To app will update soon because there is a brand new... Well, it's a sequel to Welcome To which is coming out soon,
2: mm-hmm.
1: at the time of recording, on. They, they, well, basically the company that distributes it, yeah, the company that distributes it, uh, Deepwater Games, along with Blue Cocker, have been uh, really struggling with distribution and general logistics right. during this time. So the conversations I've had with them, they say end of April, the game should be out in the US, but we'll try and keep you updated on Twitter and instagram because spoilers this game is just oh this sequel is incredible chris if you liked welcome to then welcome to new las vegas is it's well to go back to a previous conversation it's like they turned welcome to into a euro game but also kept it as a roll and write so the the mechanics of the game stay exactly the same you've got streets in which you're filling in numbers by using cards that are flipped over and on one card you'll have a number that you got to put in and on the other card you'll have a certain power or an ability that you can use so like raising the value of your of um of, of the points you're accruing or um in the, in the case of welcome to like building a pool in the back garden of a house to make it more valuable all this kind of stuff right so like the the core part of, of of the game is stays the same. But how this game was sold to me on, and to be honest, it didn't take much selling for me to agree to um, get a copy, lovely sent to us by uh, Blue Cocker Games, um, is that they were really careful in terms of like, you are aware that this is the gamers game version of Welcome 2. Like you are aware that this is infinitely more complicated right. than the original Welcome 2 is. And I think when we say like, the gamer's version of something. By that, I think, I don't know if you'll agree with me by that, I think we mean that as a game, it's starting to ask a lot more of you as a player. Like you are going to have to keep your the expectations of what you're going to have to keep in your head in terms of systems, mechanics, like interaction between players, interaction between those systems and those mechanics, like how the actual functions of the board yeah. are yeah. a lot higher Right. Uh, yes. In terms of like complexity and organisation, it's no longer a breakfast game. No. So, for example, in Welcome 2, all you're doing is putting numbers in streets in ascending order, and then if you can arrange those into blocks of estates, you you get points for how big those estates are and how many of those estates you've got. But in Welcome to New Las Vegas, this is one of the variations that they do is that you only score points if those houses are in groups of odd numbers or groups of even numbers, but they're still going up in ascending order. So if you put a 1 and then a 3 and a 5 and a 7, that's your group. But the minute you break that up with a 2 or a 4, then you're losing points and space to fill in the houses. Oh, my gosh. So keep that, keep that in mind, Chris, and then bear in mind that you've also got to build hotels in this so there are some hotels that haven't even been built so you've also got to build them before you can then put numbers in and then also bear in mind that building hotels accrues debt which could get you minus points at the end of the game and then there's another little thing where there's this like limo driving around that can that's great because it can go and pick, you, pick up money for you to pay off the debt as it passes like a, a hotel owned by the Mafia. And essentially you're driving around a celebrity and the more sights that they can see, the more points you get at the end of the game. If the limo doesn't get back to where it started, then you'll also accrue negative points. Oh. And like, those are like three systems in play in this, in this sequel
0: right. to Welcome 2. Oh my gosh. I mean, the temptation for me would be to just build a massive car park with the limo just parked,
1: <laughs> just like drives round. Like, and it is a massive, like it is a massive step. Like, I I genuinely thought that my wife would bounce off it in a way because just the rules explanation is a bit like, and then, and then, right. and then this right. happens, and like, there's always seems to be you're doing this, right, I've, I understand how that works, but then this happens, right, and now, so you're always trying to think of, like, trying to get on top of how all these systems play and how everything fits together, but once it but once it clicks, and credit to the design team, uh, Benoit, Turpin, and Alexis Allard, like, once it clicks, and it does, and it will, because the design is, is so strong, because it's a bit like, pandemic legacy in the way that the designer pandemic was so strong to start from as long as you understand how that works in terms of like oh i'm adding cubes right. oh i'm taking cubes away just like if you understand the basics of welcome Two, which is there are still numbers and there's still actions and that's it like there's no other more like input you have to do just what happens when you put those on the sheet has changed then as soon as you start to get your head around that. It's the most satisfying role and write experience I wow. and my wife have ever had. Really? Like it's it's akin to when we play the sequel to Ganshon Clever. Jeez. Um, but I prefer this because there's a bit more theme to it. Like it feels like a bit more like less like you're doing a GCSE or A-level exam with <laughs> Ganshon and more like you're actually building a livable like city. So yeah, it's, it's really, really clever. Really, really nuanced. I really hope that they start to manage to get this out to, to people. Because I think it will really fulfill that. I think Roll and rights and and a lot that I play are quite disposable. But in a good way. Like They're kind of like, we've got 10 minutes. Let's just throw some dice around. Yeah. We all know how to play it. You scored that. We scored that. Fine. But this, because it's got that element of a Euro game, it really feels like... Like like you and Alex were saying, like we've set this up, we're sitting down to play this. We've laid the table. Yeah, you've laid the table. Here it's a lot similar, but you're just ripping off a couple of sheets, putting a couple of cards down, and you're ready, but you're having that same feeling of really investing something and feeling like your decisions really matter. Like there's a, a there's a decision right at the start of the game where you decide secretly whether you're gonna borrow money from the bank or not. And then at the end of the game, it's revealed how many people wanted to borrow, how many people didn't. And depending on those results depends on how much money the bank will loan to all the players. And so you could have set up your game in the hopes that we'll accrue loads of debt by building loads of hotels and doing loads of other actions, hoping that the bank will then pay off that debt later on and it, and that's like could be minus if you get that balance wrong it's like minus 20 points like that's game losing right game losing gamble right at the start of the game so hopefully the app will be um, updated soon or they'll release a new app for it because chris i think that you and especially veronica will go bonkers for this like it just feels like what a sequel should be in terms of like it doesn't in any way hamper what the original did and what the original sort of stood for and that footprint it left but it just builds and builds and builds on it and there will be a lot of people who go well i just prefer the the, the original because it's simpler and it's you know easy but there'll be a lot of people who be like yeah Jurassic part the lost world maybe is a better film in parts
2: <laughs> like like you have me right until the end <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know how to segue from that into what I want to talk about because it's it's a massive tonal shift.
2: It sounds like a thing that... It's
0: huge. It's a huge tonal shift. It's a TV series called Dark which it was one of those things that Netflix kept reminding me, you know, that horrible thing Netflix does when it says, you are a certain certain percentage match for this particular series. (laughs) Um, um, Veronica's friend who uh, lives in Germany recommended it. And it's a German TV series um, from Baron Boadar and Yantia Fries. And it's originally, it was Wiedemann and Berg Television, but then Netflix picked it up. And the first series is in 2017. There's only two seasons out and there's only going to be three seasons in total. And that third is supposed to, I think, drop this year, although it hasn't been confirmed yet, I don't think. It's the premise that I think is the big sell for me personally. It's a small town in Germany, uh, four families who are somehow connected by uh, the disappearance of a child. And there's strange echoes of something similar happening 33 years earlier. And that is a very formulaic premise for a plot. I could be narrating the plot of something like Broadchurch, for example, But what is quite interesting is that this is a science fiction drama and ostensibly putting time travel and time travel narrative at its core because it's told across time, the story. It's told anachronistically. You're kind of looking at how this town, Vinden, its past informs its future and actually vice versa. So it does that kind of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey kind of stuff in a really quite interesting way. And you've kind of got these different characters emerging. There's Jonas, who's the protagonist, who's coming to terms with the suicide of his father. Uh, his fleeting girlfriend, Martha, whose younger brother, Mikael has just vanished. And there's these kind of loose threads that are dangled in front of you that you kind right. of, you know, you've got mysterious burn marks on bodies that have been found. Dead birds are just randomly dropping from the skies, random power outages a nuclear power station with a shady past, a priest that never seems to age, and this wandering vagrant who has turned his hotel room into this kind of like something akin to the basement of a conspiracy theorist with all the pictures of the townspeople and all these strange incantations kind of written on the walls. Huh. But everything comes back to these caves, and they're a bit like, you know, they're echoes of the kind of Greek caves to the underworld and this mysterious thread that runs through them where people will go in and some never come out, and those who do come out find themselves in situations which lead to further repercussions. So, it's a mystery at its core, and I'm a sucker for mysteries. It's a who done it, but also it's um, it's a when done it. And you know, I, like uh... yeah, Sam sighs because I I really like I, it's one of the reasons why I like Inception. Inception is not about you know. The, the, the kind of the relationship between characters in Inception aren't really fully formed or particularly interesting, but the concept of Inception is what right. interests me. I like right. that construction of it. I like kind of that anachronistic style storytelling. So it's, I like puzzling out the narrative. It doesn't hold your hand. Like you have to keep the characters, you know, there'll be some characters that we play by three different actors because you're seeing them at different ages. And it doesn't have, you know, a title card on the screen telling you who they are. You've just got to keep them in your head and you know and, it, and and what's really interesting is that like rewatching it veronica has been rewatching it with me it, for her it's had just as much pleasure because we keep i keep getting those moments where she goes oh of course and that keeps coming for her and i can see her looking at me as something is about to happen as the kind of the pieces of the puzzle are kind of slotting together really and it they do slot together and some of them are left to be slotted because that's essentially what the third season will do but it deliberates on those kind of things i was really interested in as a child like the eisenstein rosenbridge uh, the... <laughs> wait Jesus wait Christ. no
2: wait, chris come on that's, that's as a child as a child i was fascinated by the eisenstein rosenbridge
0: no no not specifically that but you know there's kind of ideas around time travel like you know The bootstrap paradox, you know, like the grandfather paradox, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. all this kind of stuff, like it it, it engages that and it actually says, well, what if, you know, the real world ramifications and possibilities of that, and okay, cool. I I would go to bed at night and I'd be thinking, I'd just be thinking about in my head just the repercussions of this, just uh, and trying to piece together. The kind of the family trees the lineages and i and the character relationships and i just found that kind of like a really fascinating puzzle yeah. to kind of work on uh, and it's a slow for me it's a slow burning but rewarding narrative it looks stunning i mean the cinematography is phenomenal um Niklaus and ben frost music it is just a gorgeous kind of mood piece a bit in the same vein as something like tom ford's kind of a single man or uh, well, nocturnal animals, say, for example, is gorgeous to look at. And it pushes the right button to me in the same way that everybody who's gone to the rapture does, that kind of cosy catastrophe genre that you got in literature in the 60s and 70s where, you know, these world-epic-changing events are happening, but you see them through the prism of a local community. And in very akin to rapture, I, you uncover the, the narrative of rapture anachronistically and the pleasure lies in piecing it together because at its core... Everybody's gone to the rapture is a soap opera. It's the Archers with an alien invasion, mm-hmm. and Dark is basically a soap opera drama, sometimes very melodramatic, but within this really interesting kind of time travel puzzle. So, did you say? Do you say they've got another season of this coming, or is it? Yeah, is it and, and, and it's always designed to be like this. So it is like a, a giant puzzle box. They've mapped everything out, Right. so it, it all does slot together and. It, it, it there's there's a real great pleasure in knowing that fact really and yeah. and it's one of those things it's a series actually I would enjoy re-watching
1: oh chris
0: yeah uh oh, uh because it's 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 a it's a puzzle I like to solve and it's been great for me at the moment to just have something it's it's truly taken my mind off everything basically it's
2: nice to it's nice to have one of those things isn't it where you you have the the thing that every once in a while you'll be you'll be sat there and you'll be like I wonder what will happen with that character. And you start to think of like, oh, I wonder if they'll end it in that way or that way or that way or that way. And then and then you go back to normal life. And or how like, did they get here? Like, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. I think the more you watch it, the more like you see that soap opera nest like come through. Like it definitely is a series that is more, it is more interested at, pulling the rug out from underneath you at every turn that it is doing anything constructive or interesting with its philosophy. Like, at every single turn, it's like, but it, he was also his twin. as like, here's my brother who you didn't know it was. Well, is and it, just like, it's
2: sounding a little bit to me, and obviously I have quite a limited knowledge about all this stuff, it sounds a little to me like lost.
1: Yes, but this is a bit more hard sci-fi
2: in, and a little bit more thought out but Lost was always very interested in being the water cooler discussion of like, Oh my word. Did you know that there was a bear or wherever the hell it was? Like, do you know what I mean?
1: Mm, Yeah. But I just, I just don't really care enough about the characters to remember their names or or who they are. Whereas in Lost, I know, knew who they were and was invested in their futures. I suppose. Whereas now I just want to find out how it ends and that's it. Like
0: I, I, got no investment in
1: their survivability or
0: but i mean if they last it's a yeah it's a question of personal taste for me and lost it was it was the island that was the interest for me not so much i didn't really care about the flashbacks of the characters it's i'm interested in the mystery i'm interested in that kind of that 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 the kind of the concept of it in the same way that i'm not so much interested in the characters of inception i'm interested in that conceit of the dream within the dream sense really and it's about personal preference, and Sam's points are completely valid personally for me. It's nice to be kept up at night thinking about how this narrative will play out and puzzling it through uh than other things, let's say
1: alex in the in the in the last in in the last podcast,
0: Pete was telling
1: us about how he's having to share his animal crossing life with you, and you have to take the are you don't have admin rights.
3: I feel like I've taken over a bit. I think the only thing I can't do is put in <laughs> inclines and bridges. That's the only thing I can't do. Um, so I have to it's literally you're not, watch you're over not, you're his trusted. shoulder. Yeah. No. <laughs> put it there. You're not trusting put it, there. it there.
1: So how how do you how do you split your time like playing it? Like with well, with
3: I the thing about Animal Crossing is you kind of you do go through a sort of list of chores and then you are kind of I mean it's possible to play it all day but you can do a sort of week maybe half hour thing and you've mostly done you're done for the day until you have to wait for okay inevitably something to happen the next day so we haven't found that i can just finish off my bits and then hand him the controller and pete does his as well so actually the time hasn't been too bad but it's weird i feel like i've been hogging it and yet there's a load of stuff that you've managed to get which i don't know how yeah. from People that you've met and i'm like <laughs> when did you do this like when did you actually well, maybe you've been doing it while I, I didn't know.
0: <laughs> so, so you've developed a kind of a nice rhythm with that kind of... You've made it like a pass and play kind well, of here's experience. Here's
2: the thing. Yes. Here's the thing. We get up in the morning. We feed Taco, uh, our little bun. And then one of us goes and has a shower. And the other one will fire up Animal Crossing. And we'll start and do chores on, on Animal Crossing. And then, oh. and then the other one will jump in the shower, and the other person will jump onto their account and start playing and doing their chores on Animal Crossing, and then passing then we'll... the baton on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then we'll, and then we'll sit together until we have to start work because we're both working from home at the moment. Um, and we'll and we'll talk about like talk about how... our villages. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk sh- <laughs> some nonsense about our villages, but also like figure figure out. I mean, you've been particularly interested in flowers, right?
3: Well, I've so Pete bought the guide, which. Um, I had only just found out before actually that the flowers the genetics of the flowers, the coding is the same as actual genetics in flowers so
0: I absolutely get, love that
3: Yeah, it's like actual recessive and dominant genes and you have to be quite clever about it if you want to get certain colours, so thankfully there is a chart.
1: You can basically like breed flowers to be the colour that you want on yes, your island it,
3: Yeah, but it's quite it's difficult. It's not as easy as like just put a red and a yellow together. You have to get a bee to comes... come
1: over and
2: yeah. <laughs> do its business.
1: Um, <laughs> do its business.
3: To... Basically, it's like it works on uh, every grid. Imagine, so red and uh, yellow will most likely make orange, but there's a rare chart it might make uh, purple, for instance.
1: Oh, so there's and... even like mutations? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and oh, you use God. the mutations together so I put reds and reds together, that made one purple, so now I can, if I can get another purple, that might be able to make a black, for instance. Um, oh, but God. it is, out um, of like, maybe ten, just red, red will equal red, you might get one purple, if that makes sense. So and this, could... no. <laughs> and and no. The thing about Pete, though, is I have to take over, because this is the man that has, you spend so much money on updating your house, you walked in, first it's just You know, a storage room basically just chuck stuff on the floor, and then he went went into his second room, which he spent three hundred thousand bells on, and it's just a a room full of bins and toilets.
0: (laughs) I mean, you do see someone's true colours when you put them in this kind of scenario, really. Yeah, yeah. A
1: store—that's all Pete needs in life—is a storage room and a toilet. It is is
0: literally like Bender's (laughs) flat in *Future (laughs) Armor*. I got I got a
2: bday the other day, and I thought, fancy, (laughs) Um, um, yeah it's 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 interesting to see how different people play it like i definitely am like okay i want to go the most efficient way through it i want to i want to complete the fossil collection i want to get all the bugs and all the fish and i want to make loads of money so that i can expand my house out and like alex you're playing it i I, for me i kind of see you as playing (laughs) it of like the way that it probably should be played which is like the fun way the fun way like talking with villagers making a nice house like <laughs> ingratiating
0: yourself into a community rather than just being like a botanist
3: yeah i mean you're i'm the mayor that actually gives and like, you're the mayor that's just running around fishing was doesn't that, talk was, was to that your campaign
0: slogan alex
3: <laughs> yeah i'll actually improve your lives
2: but it's it's inter- It's super interesting. And and this happened with me, uh, with um, New Leaf to a lesser extent, and Wild World. Super, super got into Wild World on the DS back in the day. Um, it's interesting how much brain space Animal Crossing actually takes up. Like for such a simple game, comparatively, the complexity comes with. There's so much of it that, and like so many different systems that have this hidden depth underneath it whereby you know the, 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 the process of arranging flowers in the space is everything is on a grid and everything you, you just plant the flower and it's done right but the complexity that hides underneath that is the system that runs it and for you to figure out oh okay oh actually what I want to do is get black roses oh okay fine well now now you need to start figuring out like which of these recessive gene roses are actually Blimey. going to work out in your favor and do this i mean there are people who have like plotted graphs of how the stalk market works like, i didn't realize
0: it was this granny that's amazing
2: it's properly yeah, it's brilliant
3: It's incredibly detailed
2: yeah and you just and uh, as i say i think the I think the the thing that kind of like we've started like talking smack about our villagers but like i definitely <laughs> i definitely see our villagers as having personalities like like, I, I will see something and I'll think, that's such a filbert thing to do.
0: Well, who, who is, who's the most outrageous one in the village currently?
3: Right, so, well... <laughs> we, who do you we think had, is the most think,
0: outrageous? Go on.
3: I think it's between two. Right. I, we, we thought that... So Apple's a tiny pink hamster who is very... She's all about... She's peppy. She's always talk, going on about how she's going to be a pop star someday, in fact. But she never sings, ever. So it's obviously a hidden talent. And she would be, you know, she runs around a lot and she's nice to everyone. But slowly, I think, actually, Philbert, um, the small uh, blue squirrel, has started. <laughs> so Filbert. he's got a lazy personality. And this is where this personality thing is coming in, because my friend has Filbert in his uh, thing, a uh, village. And he said that he just sleeps all day. And our Filbert isn't doing that. He's out all the time, hiding. Time. He was in my garden, hiding in the bushes. <laughs> Um, and I didn't notice him until I saw an eye. <laughs> yeah. He's always got like little books out, but he also talks about the bugs in his house. And the bugs that talk, talk to him.
2: him and whisper secrets to him.
3: Yeah, they give him like DIY ideas. And, and then Pete, you met him in a clothes shop and he was like, I love trying on other people's clothes and running around and pretending to be them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, okay, oh. Phil, but, but the, the, the like, so for example, like, the other cool thing is because you do it over a course of the, the, the game is played in real time, you'll see them day after day after day. And there's one character who, on one of the days, they came up to me and said, hey, Hey, um, I thought you might like this, and they gave me a gift. And the gift was um, the gift was uh, like a sports workout top. It was an instant
3: you know? muscles tank.
2: And yeah, the, the day afterwards was an instant muscles tank. And then the day after that, the day after that was a firefighters outfit. Yeah, and I think
3: like, she fancies
2: you. And I'm like, is there, is there something? Is are we is connecting? Like? That's it's, quite outrageous. It, yeah, it's very strange.
0: That was another episode of Staying In with special guest Alex Briscom, Peter Willington, Sam Turner and myself, Chris Darby. Thanks for sticking with us uh, through what was quite an epic episode. We covered quite a lot of things there, really. Uh, covering you in terms of uh, exercise, we have got your body looked after, uh, TV series, Dark. Um, whether you want to side with me or Sam, up to you, please let us know. And your board game stuff as usual. A special shout out to Tammy who sent us a lovely email recently, uh, which made some excellent board game recommendations, including Gubs, which is a card game that looks right up my street, and I can't believe I've never come across it before, really. So if you want to say hi, feel free to email us just like Tammy did at stayinginpod@gmail.com. Alternatively, you can reach out to us on your favourite social media platform. At Staying In Pod has you covered there, and thanks to those who've done that via Twitter and Instagram in particular. As usual, though, really, it's old fashioned, but it really does work. The best thing you can do is to tell a mate about us. We're continually amazed by the outpouring of support from all of you across the globe, and we'd just like to say again, thank you for doing so. It really means a lot to us. On a personal note, though, Check in with your local geek repository. Uh, that might be your local comic book shop or board game cafe, etc. See how they're doing. And if you can still support them from where you are. Buying a gift card or a voucher for a friend or loved one from these places you can do a lot of good. See you in a fortnight. Bye!